Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby here. Today, I am recording on a Saturday. Um... My week is a little wonky from getting back from retreat. I'm sure you've seen all about it on the internet. Um, But I was, uh, yeah, driving back across the country, like essentially Monday through Wednesday. So not playing catch up, just trying to set myself up for success next week and not have too many crazy things on the to-do list. Anyway, glad you're here. It's Monday for you. Um, Welcome. Just welcome. Welcome. Welcome to your Monday morning. Um, special shout out to Rosemary. Rosemary, uh, I know you're probably driving into work this morning and just wanted to send you a special hello. Um, hope you have a good day at work. All right, folks, a couple announcements before we jump in on this topic of being hungry enough, which I will explain here in a second, if that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but we have a niche workshop, niche, ideal client, dream client, whatever you want to call it. We're having one on September 8th. I am hosting that uh, workshop. I know that this is a really, really common point of resistance in our community, amongst our clients, amongst people who are not our clients. So I want to invite you into that space with a big open mind. And even if you don't, I'm using air quotes, want a niche, um, we'll talk about that too. But I invite you to come. We're going to workshop going to be very uh, exercise heavy uh, with a little bit of lecturing by me, but come join us September 8th. It's on the website. Check it out. And then also too, if you are thinking about mentorship, you're on the fence, you want to get more information, call times, et cetera, reach out. Now's the time we are filling up quickly. Um, We have a big cohort starting in January. We talk about January energy all the time. And if you want to be a part of it, now now is the time, my friend. So come join us. Be live. Um, be ready to go live, I should say, in January. All right, team. So let's dive into this topic. I wrote an email 
to all of you. So if you read it, this will be a refresher. But I got a lot of responses to this email about this concept of being hungry enough in your practice. And this is a concept that was gifted to me by my first business coach. And she used to say this all all, all, a lot of the time of when even in her own story of starting out her practice, she wasn't hungry enough. She didn't have to be. She was financially set. So there was not a lot of reasons to move. And she used to say this um, often on our coaching calls when people would say that they're going to do an uncomfortable thing and then they would come back to the call the next week and they wouldn't do it. And instead of like, you know, really diving in (laughs) deeper onto why it didn't happen, she just would say, you know, when you're hungry enough, you'll do it. And being a new coach, that's, that was a high level concept for me to wrap my head around. Um, And just after hearing her say it over and over and over again, uh, it finally started to sink in to where when you are uncomfortable enough when you are like hungry enough or the potential of going hungry is um, on your radar that you will do the uncomfortable things. So it doesn't actually benefit you all of the time to be too comfortable in your practice. And I do want to acknowledge that this is a bit of a fine line um, because we don't want to be in crisis, right? We don't want like you to be defaulting on your mortgage and not be able to put dinner on the table for your family um however if you are already a millionaire it's going to be really challenging to like do things that push you outside your comfort zone because all of your needs are met and you can do anything that you want <laughs> all the time so um i want to be present with that too when i'm talking about this topic of we definitely don't want to be in crisis to create cuz that's a challenge and then also it's a challenge to be so abundant financially that you don't have to that you don't have to move um, so also this came up a lot on the retreat too, of, of how do we create hunger if you are financially set and you don't have to, like, things are fine. You can, and you are aware that like, you can always grow. And here's kind of like my hot take on all of that is that if you are financially set, like, that's cool. You don't actually have to do anything, right? Like you, you can live life as is, and that will be totally okay. Um, what I have found with nurse coaches in particular and other healers and light workers and coaches um, is that like this is a calling that is in your heart, it's in your soul, it's in your mind. And if that's true for you, then it's not going to leave you alone, that it's going to continuously just gnaw at you until you heed the call or you ignore it so much that it finally goes away. And I think that whenever we lean into ignoring, avoiding all of those things, that that's living out of alignment. If you really truly have this nudge on your heart to be in service to other humans, um, it's not on accident. Not everybody has that calling. And um, if you have a cushy, cozy financial situation, first, I'm like genuinely stoked for you. And we get to find out how to tap in um, a different way, which I'll cover here in a little bit. Also, another food for thought here, creating out of abundance is really foreign for most people. And like, I know that I, I'm sure that a lot of us can relate to this thought of, you know, we're sold this idea that we have to work really hard forever to get what, to get like close to our dreams. And then we retire and then we die, right? Like 
And hopefully we get to sprinkle in some meaningful moments along the way. Um, so this lens of, of being too comfortable, being too cozy, um, creating from an abundant place is challenging because there's nothing like rubbing or grinding or getting you uncomfortable to move. And um, I've seen this play out time and time and time again of our folks who are well set. And um, I've even witnessed this in other group coaching containers too, particularly ones that I was a, um, a client in. And so I was very uncomfortable when I first started my practice um, while like things like rent and groceries and stuff were all covered. Um, I, I was travel nursing and even in 2018, 19 travel nurses were making pretty good money. And then I just stopped. So my husband was a captain in the army. If you're familiar with that background, captains get paid pretty well. Um, but like, there's no room for financial growth in the military. You're set. It's all scheduled whenever you get raises. And then I just like cut like our fun spending money off and just hired a $10,000 coach and all of this other stuff related to my business, right? I just like dropped like 15 grand into the bucket. And um, so I was really uncomfortable. I knew that I wanted to travel. I was pregnant. Um, I knew that I wanted to buy, buy high quality produce and food. I wanted to be able to, you know, just have, I have champagne taste. I wanted to be able to explore the champagne taste from now and again. And then also I have a big heart to give to. I wanted to be able to donate and um, cycle money to where I thought it could be really impactful. And that wasn't going to happen with the way we were set up when I first started my practice. So, I mean, you guys have probably heard this me tell you the story a hundred times by now, but I jumped in full force. I hired the coach. I did everything she said. I created four, five, six paid clients over the first few months. It was awesome. And there were women in that space who had been opening their practice or starting their practice or their business um, for like close to a year. And so then I jump in and I have a lot of success and they're like in the rut, right? And I remember on one of the calls, one of the girls who was still working in corporate was like, this isn't working for me. Um, it's not fair that Shelby just gets to jump in and be new and create all of this success when I've been at it for double the time that she's been at it. And this was also someone who had come to the call week after week, week after week, and had an excuse for why she didn't do any of the things she said she was going to do. And so instead of my coach at the time, instead of placating and being like, you know, well, what else can we try? Or why haven't you done the thing or whatever? She immediately was like, well, Shelby has done everything. She's done way more work than you have in the past three months. So of course she's having more success than you because you haven't done anything in the past month. And uh, that was uncomfortable because I didn't know these girls yet, like at all. Um, but it was also true. Right. And, um, she worked corporate. She got to vacation when she wanted to, um, you know, like all of these things that are totally okay. But she was saying that she wanted something else. And as you can see, it's really easy to slip into victim mode there rather than be like, okay, how can I take some radical self-responsibility here and step in and start doing the thing? Um, also, I find that 
what can help people (laughs) be uncomfortable, what can fuel the discomfort fire is being emotionally burned out and out of alignment, emotionally and mentally, for sure. Um, I don't know if anyone else has had this mm, like visceral experience, but my last few shifts that I was working in the ER, I would, I was, I would, we would come in through the ambulance bay and I would walk in through the ambulance bay and it was like the hospital and my body were opposite magnets. And I could, I could feel my body like repelling against walking in to the hospital. It was a head to toe sensation, just of like a pulsing of like, do not make me go. I can't do this. I really actually don't know how I'm going to get through this shift because I am scraping the bottom of the barrel. I am so tired. I'm so fatigued. It is so crazy here. And like looking back, being more somatic aware now, um, I was completely, completely bypassing the boundaries. of <laughs> My body was like actually kicking and screaming. I could feel it. Um, and yeah, so my emotional discomfort was really high. My mental discomfort was really high. And I mean, had I stayed in that role, I tell this to Rob all the time. I was like, I don't, I didn't like who I was becoming. Like I was getting short. My temper sucked. I was tired all the time. I was oscillating between day shift and night shift. Like there was very little room for joy. And even if there was room for joy, I did not have the capacity to feel it. And I was pregnant, all of these things. Like I knew when I walked out of my last shift and the charge nurse screamed behind me, oh, you'll be back. They always come back. I just like that was my moment to double down even more. And I was like, you will never see me here <laughs> again. Like I, there's no chance. I'll go work. Um, I'll go work at Starbucks before I come back here. Um, so that helps too, right? That that all is fuel in the fire for change. And if you are in the mud right now, I just want to join you in the mud of, I was there too, Laura was there too, and this is all happening. Like sometimes things have to get so uncomfortable that you will do anything to move, right? And um, then your higher power does a happy dance whatever your higher power may be, um, does a happy dance when you finally start to move because the plan, the plan is so much bigger than we can even wrap our heads around. Okay. So when you are not in a crisis, how do you create momentum to do uncomfortable things? And, um, I had somebody at the retreat ask me like, I'm okay. So how do I, like, I'm okay in all the departments. (laughs) How do I, how do I continue to move forward or how do I bypass being uncomfortable or how do I, um, how do I create this hunger if I just, if it's just like not, not the season that I'm in and this is where it can get fun. So I encouraged this person to, you have to be like, be really in touch with your purpose and your why. And, um, I encourage all of you to either save this question for later or answer it now of like, if you had a billion with a B, billion dollars, what would you spend it on? What charity would you donate to? What disease would you, would you cure? What, I mean, like what debt would you pay off? What nice thing you would do for your family member? What foundation would you start? Um, how many clean water wells would you provide in a third world country? Like what 
what is it? What is the thing that like the bigger, deeper why? Um, and you have to be very, very connected to that. So if vision boards are your thing, if um, watching content around your vision is your thing, if being plugged in to other foundations that are doing what you want to do, whatever it is, you have to be really like connected with your purpose. So write it out, connect with it daily. And whenever I was guiding some of our clients through this this um, scenario, nurse coaches are so wonderful in the sense that like, y'all's gratitude practice is on fire, right? You're like, everything's great. Like, I don't need anything more. And I want to be really clear that I'm not asking you what you need more of. I'm asking you what you would prefer to do with a billion dollars. <laughs> so how can we, I want to acknowledge that you're like, no, Shelby, I'm great. Everything is wonderful. Yes. And expand it. How can it be bigger? How can it be braver? How can it be bolder? Like money can solve most problems on the planet. Okay. So how, what, if you were in charge of a billion dollars, if you were the steward of a million billion dollars, where would it go? What would you fund? What problem would you make easier for other people? Um, and this is where I think the real power of like shifting healthcare and empowering nurses, like nurses are inherently beautiful and good souls. So how can we like actually follow through on these really, really big visions that we have. Um, and if you're getting hung up on the billion dollar thing, just like let it go. <laughs> let it go for now. Let it go for five minutes. We'll figure out the details later. You're likely not going to earn that whole billion dollars, right? Um, and even if we got really close, it would still be really epic. Uh, so that is that is my my question for all of you to ponder today is, are you too comfortable? Are you hungry? If you are hungry and uncomfortable, congratulations. You have a fuel source for your fuel tank to do crazy things. And if you are not, how, what is your purpose? I would love to know. Please come in the Facebook group and own it, um, be witnessed in it. And um, yeah, we would, we would love to hear about it. So um, I hope that this, this episode was just like something to chew on. I'm realizing that that's my style of like, here's a concept. I'm going to throw it out to the group. <laughs> um, chew on it for a little bit. See see how it lands and let me know. I know a lot of you already responded to this email that I sent out and um, I really appreciate it. Those are so much fun. Those emails come directly back to me and Laura. So we are responding back to you. It comes to us. Um, if you are like, what the heck, Shelby? I want to be on these secret emails. Join our email list. You can do that on our website. Um, we, gosh, I would say that we have a strategy behind email. We don't. We just talk about things that we're passionate about. We talk about coaching. We talk about life stuff, all the things. So if you want to if you want to get the first eyes on the emails, join our list. That's not a thing, but it is now. Um, all right, team. Come find us in the Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coaches. Let me know what your purpose is. Let me know if you're uncomfortable. I'm going to give you a hug either way. And um, we have our niche workshop, September 8th. And yeah, if you're thinking about the mentorship, got questions, anything, shoot us a message. We're here for you. And we will see you on the next one. Bye, team.